Hello and welcome to Sting. Sting. Stung. I'm your host, Garrison Brown, and today I am joined by the beautiful, the lovely, the soft-spoken debutante with a heart of gold, Alvin Modesto. How are you doing today, Alvin? I am doing very not fine. Very good. That is incredible to hear. Hope that gets worse. And to my left, Chris Dutzman. Chris? Hi. Give us your introduction, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm the light technician for the school. Mm-hmm. And what does that entail exactly? Um, I'm on the light board and I'm doing all the cues and stuff and currently training someone to take over. Very solid. Anything else you'd like to add? How long have you been in the uh, Choctaw School District? Since about half of first grade. So for a couple, uh, one or two, one or two years. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Not too bad. Alrighty. Well, how was the weekend for both of you? It is currently Tuesday. How was it? What'd you do? Give us the rundown. I had to dig a Sega Genesis out for this stupid movie I'm making in my filmmaking class. Yeah, I'm very upset that you couldn't find the power cord because I really wanted to play some Mortal Kombat. I found it. You did? Yeah, I actually found it. Is it here today? It's in there. All okay. the cords needed to hook it up to something are in there. Okay. So uh, saying after that... this podcast, we're going to go play some Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Chris, uh, how was your weekend, good sir? It was pretty good. I didn't really do much of anything, just trying to relax before the musical starts. Very nice. When does that start? Uh, February something. I don't have my calendar on me offhand. I feel so bad for them because you guys aren't at rehearsals yet, right? Not yet. We're supposed to show up two weeks before opening time, but um, tech, tech is going to start showing up a week before then. Oh, God. They're, the uh, drama program is rehearsing all three of their shows right now, right? Are they doing the spring show? I don't think we've started on spring show yet. I know they've been starting on the one act. Mm, they've yeah, been getting the that one right. act and the musical. Uh, the musical is Into the Woods, and the one act is the children's hour. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. All right, boys. Well, uh, let's get into it. Today we're talking about phobias, anxiety, all that uh, extremely lighthearted stuff. Uh, we're going to start off with some weird phobias that you think you have that not a lot of other people have. Alvin Modesto, would you like to go first? Yes, I have an irrational fear of being placed on a podcast to talk about anxiety. Okay. Completely understandable. That's good. Um, So you can either stay on or leave the room. I'm going to let you make that decision now. Staying here means I'm in more pain, so I'm going to stay. Okay. Yeah, pain's what... Okay. Sounds great. Chris. (laughs) Kool-Aid man all the way. Why would you say that? Because the Kool-Aid man is literally indestructible. He'll run through walls and be fine. Okay. Just because someone says, oh no. Well, hmm. If the Kool-Aid man existed in real life, I mean, who's to say what would happen? Let's break this down for a second. Your fear of the the Kool-Aid man. So... (laughs) I I don't think he's indestructible. He's a large pitcher made out of glass or is it tempered glass that was my thought too he's obviously made of some kind of glass but well, then how yeah. could he smash through cinder blocks how could he smash through buildings metal pipes you know and be all right i might add and be fine exactly he would you know if he was made out of regular glass or even tempered glass or something he would shatter on impact because obviously he's running super fast because you could be on the other side of the world and say, oh, no, and he could be like in on the other side and be like, 
someone's, someone's calling. And he'd just, he'd be there, bursting through the wall. You see, I don't really know, <laughs> I don't really know how to respond well, see, to the, this fear here. The Kool-Aid uh, man's been evolving, obviously. How? Because Why? What do you he, mean? When the Kool-Aid man was first shown on a commercial, he was just a pitcher with a face. Now look at him. He's this giant, walking, running through walls, deep-voiced thing. If the Kool-Aid man turned to evil, it would be the end of everything. Okay, well, let me present you with this question. What if the Kool-Aid man isn't evil? Well, I don't think he's evil. I think... What, what if... The Kool-Aid man was an ambassador for peace and he solved world thirst because does he refill himself from one of the commercials? It showed him being like filled up in the, like the shower for some reason. Okay. And does then he just pour the like Kool-Aid powder yeah, into the exactly pitcher? That. He got the Kool-Aid powder, he shook it into his head and then he had like a thing that like vibrated him so that the Kool-Aid would mix. Then he walked through his front door. Not well, not through, not opening it. He walked through the front door. Okay, so maybe that solution wouldn't be as effective. What what if he wasn't filled by the shower and he was just magically rejuvenated? Do you think that the Kool-Aid man could solve some world crises? I could see him doing that. I could see him, you know. If he was on someone's team or something, then they're like, all right, we're going to need you to go destroy all the nukes. And he's like, all right, he runs through. Them. Oh, OK. So and you're you're going for more the war Kool-Aid man route. I was going for peaceful Kool-Aid man. Well, but now yeah. you want me to suffocate nukes. The Kool-Aid man could probably also solve world thirst because, you know, if anyone's, you know, thirsty, they just say, oh, no. And he comes running in and just, you know, breaks through a wall. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he just goes, oh, yeah, and oh, smashes through the wall. God. Okay, well, those are your irrational fears. I think it's completely rational. The, it's the fear really of a giant man made of glass. <laughs> okay, 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 we're going to get away from indestructible tempered glass Kool-Aid man. What are some things that scare everyone? Like, just just general fears. Do you have any... Not irrational fears like the Kool-Aid man, but just some normal things that scare you. I don't like spiders. Spiders. Never, never liked spiders. Why? I mean, they got so many legs. What do they need them for? And they always, it's like they can see into the future. They'll know when you're about to smack them. <sighs> okay. All right. Are you going to tell me I'm wrong? No, no, no. I mean... I don't know. I've never found spiders to be extraordinarily scary. I mean, some are more ter some are more scary than others. Like, are you afraid of daddy long legs? No, those I'm fine with. Those, because I mean, those aren't they can't like hurt hurt you or anything. They're just hmm. they're just chilling, you know. Very spiders are a somewhat justified fear, but they just make me go. Eah. Now, what scares me is okay. This was this happened a couple of years ago. I was lying in bed playing on my Nintendo. When all of a sudden from the ceiling dropped a scorpion. He landed directly in front of me. It took every bone in my body not to scream. Eventually, I just folded the covers over and went. Well, whatever works. Scorpions have scared me ever since. I mean, that's completely understandable. If a scorpion falls on you from the sky, I mean. 
That could terrify anyone, no matter how brave you I, are. I am just... I, I'm at a loss for words with the conversations that we've been having here. We have Kool-Aid Man bursting through walls, solving world thirst, and destroying nukes. Mm -hmm. And now, in Alvin's world, it's raining scorpions. (laughs) How many times has that happened to you, Alvin? Do you ever go outside and one just falls at your feet? Maybe you have, uh, maybe you're like a, a Norse goddess and you don't know it and you have a connection to the wilderness. You think I'm a goddess? Okay, so we're going to stop that conversation now. I'd just like to point out that scorpions are basically lobster spiders. I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. Thank you. Okay, moving on. Um, In one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? And we're talking about this. Uh, We're going to get into it a little bit later, but um, this year uh, we have to do a lot of things online. I know I myself have online work. I don't know about you two. Do you have online school, Alvin? Uh, I am concurrently enrolled at Rose State. Oh, very, do you do those in person or online? Uh, last semester, I had a math class that I needed to do the tests in person, but everything else was done online. Mm, okay. Very interesting. Alrighty. In one sentence, how would you sum up the internet, boys? Internal screaming and crying. Okay. Okay. Let's... Alvin, how would you sum up the internet? It killed print newspapers and magazines. So not good around the board. Is that something that you miss? Your print newspapers and magazines? Well, Nintendo Power was pretty cool back in the early 2000s, but now it's gone and replaced by the internet. Are you not fans of the internet? I'm, I'm, I'm the is pretty cool. I just wish that it didn't kill everything else off. I mean, granted, you could probably like, you know, just Google that issue and you could probably read it. Yeah, but there's something about having the piece of paper oh, yeah. in between your hands. You like the feeling of it. So do you do you prefer to have like a physical book in front of you or read on something like a Kindle? It mainly depends on what it is. If it's something that I'll read once. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with just like getting the ebook, but if it's something that I'm going to enjoy and read multiple times, I'm going to want to get the physical book. Okay. Yeah. I understand that. All right. With our, uh, little sum ups of the internet, how do you think it affects, uh, our students, especially this year? Um, and specifically relating to anxiety, because I know for me, it's been, difficult kind of getting around that. Um, it's been very nice to not have to really worry about it that much because I I absolutely despise people and don't want to be around them. So that's always fun. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? The internet is, it's helpful for like spreading news and stuff. But then with that, you can also get like freaked out of the news. The news. Yeah. But then again, it could be fake news. It could be. It could be. That's why you got to do your research if you find something. The internet this year has been pretty important for students, I feel. Mm-hmm. Because they're because we would have nothing else to do if it didn't exist. Like we'd be mailing our assignments into the teacher and the schoolie would be like three times longer 
Haven't some teachers? I I heard there was one teacher who had like a uh, a drop box outside of her classroom that uh had students put their physical work in there. I don't know if that was true or not, but I did hear that. Very interesting. That does not make much sense. <laughs> yeah, but I also feel that the more time spent on the internet has somewhat been negative for students mm-hmm. because the internet is really nice. It's a great resource. I love to have it. But if you're on the internet, you're going to look up one thing and then you're going to, if you're looking on the Wikipedia, you're going to see, Oh, Hey, this guy, I want to see what else he did. You click on him. Oh, he did this. You click on that. You click on that. You click on that. And eventually you get from Thomas Edison to a 2003 Barney VHS tape that was released only in Korea. <laughs> okay, so that is something that actually happened to you, I'm guessing. No, but I'd like to think ahead. <laughs> okay. It's an easy rabbit hole to All right. fall down. So, in your opinion, it's detrimental to students? It's detrimental, but if it's on... If you have all your resources on one website, mm-hmm. then it's a lot harder for students to get distracted by other things. Yeah. I'm saying that the internet is really important for this year in particular with schooling, but I feel like students are being less productive as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It is definitely necessary. How has your life been uh, doing concurrent at Rose? Because that has to be kind of difficult, right? What classes are you taking? Uh, Last semester, I took math and history. Nice. Are you just getting your gen eds out of the way? I have no idea what that means, but... Okay. We're going to roll with it up. <laughs> okay. This semester, I'm taking a second history course. Mm-hmm. I recently changed changed from one history course to another because the professor I had did not have very good reviews on ratemyprofessor.com. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, one out of you five used the internet the to figure that out, so you yeah. you trusted that resource? Well, I trust that resource, uh, but I mainly looked at it after I read his syllabus, and I was like, a lot of this doesn't make sense. What was on the syllabus? Well, it was going into, like, unnecessary detail with, like, a, I don't know, it just felt kind of off. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're reading something, and you're like, I can't tell if this is wrong or not, but I'm getting vibes. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're getting off track. Have you felt more or less productive having to do that stuff online? The classes I had were, I was productive in them. Mm-hmm. The only one I I got behind in a little bit was history because I missed like one quiz one week. And then I had a surgery and I missed another quiz. Oh, okay. That's no good. But... But I eventually turned out okay, and I did everything up. Okay, so generally speaking, it hasn't been that I, hard on you. It's been normal. Hmm. Like, there's always the, I don't want to do this, but yeah. Yeah, is it is it better or worse for you than the in-person schooling? I would say it's better because I can sort of ignore it and then come back to it at Work a later at your date. Own pace. Yeah, yeah, working at my own pace. That's something that I didn't really I don't really get a lot out of physical in-person schools because I'm always feel pressure to get the thing done by tomorrow to turn it in. For sure. It starts taking a toll, you know. Yeah. I understand that. Um you don't have 
online classes, correct? Not as of right now. Okay, but from your perspective, do you feel like you would be more or less productive having the ability to work at your own pace? I'd say it could depend on the class. Mm-hmm. Like for well, like, what classes are you taking now? Cur- like currently, I'm doing computer apps too, mm-hmm. and so everything on that is on computer. So yeah. So what if? Say, what if you were taking computer apps and then a math class, but you were taking them virtually? The computer one, I could see being maybe the easier of the two. For sure. Yeah. Because with that, I mean, at least the websites that they give us to use, they can help like walk you through things. But with math, I could see like, you know, being in person better. Because then if you have trouble on a problem, you'd be like, hey, can you help me with this? And But if you're doing online, you'd have to send them an email and then wait for them to see it and respond. And even then, you know, it might be difficult to see. Yeah. Have you had any instances like that where you haven't, uh, you, you've been busy, like with your surgery and needing to get caught back up? Did you email a professor and, uh, let him know? Well, you see, I had my surgery and then the day after I had it, that was around the time of the ice storm when all the power went out. Oh, so nice. I had so to you go weren't able over to. to my aunt to use her laptop and Wi-Fi to beg my professor. Hey, professor, uh, I had a surgery yesterday. I did all the necessary assignments except for this one. I need to redo it. My power is out. I'm at my aunt's. Please, please, please let me do this. <laughs> and he did. Yeah, I was able to redo it. Very nice. Very nice. Um. No, you're good. How do you think the uh, the teacher reception to this is? Because for the most part in uh, our general courses, we are even in the classrooms doing online work on our phones, on our laptops. And there's not a lot of, you know, physical material that we're working with. How has that affected you last semester, this semester, yada, yada? I know last semester when I was in an English class, we were supposed to read like a couple more books than we did, Mm -hmm. but we could only really read the ones that she could find online and send to everyone that. So it, it affected the course projection in that Mm -hmm. class. Yeah, a little bit. And (laughs) in the first computer apps, whenever we didn't really, we were, we were doing like word and all that stuff, learning all that. Yeah. Then you know, we just have to like put a pause on that and there's a lot of stuff on there. So it could be easy to forget if you're not on it constantly. Yeah, for sure. How has, do you suffer from anxiety? Um, yeah, every now and then depends on what's going on. Yeah. What about you, Alvin? Uh, when I don't tip, I haven't recently had a lot of anxiety problems i mean like there's always the oh no this assignment needs to get done soon i need to get this done i'm so behind on schedule there's that yeah but i don't have anxiety problems recently like i have in the past Mm -hmm. like quarantine has sort of soothed that aspect if that makes any sense so it's made Mm -hmm. it better for you the quarantine oh yeah i'd say it's definitely felt a lot better Hmm. that was my next question, how has this year affected your anxiety levels? I know it it has definitely heightened it in some areas for me, but it's also lowered it in some areas. Um, I don't know. It's a very, very strange phenomenon. Mm. There are, there are definitely some areas where the anxiety does go up. For example, like the before mentioned surgery aspect, Mm -hmm. 
but there are some areas I, I where... I feel like that just comes with it, though. Of course, yeah, there's... you're going to be extremely anxious about a surgery. Do you... Are you okay talking about what it was for? You don't want to know. Okay, that's a no. We're leaving it at that. All right, awesome. Either. Sounds good. <laughs> Chris. Um, kind of like him. It's It's been good and it's been bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was good, if, like, you know, like you, get a, you get time to do it more because you don't have to just have that one, like, class period to do it. Yeah. You can really have all day if you don't have much other stuff in another class. Hmm. So... If that as with that aspect, then it kind of eased up a little bit. But if it was like something that you know I could not figure out, like in one of the classes, I couldn't ask anyone really. Yeah, that would be the expert in that field. Very interesting. All right. Um, what are some ways that you deal with your anxiety? I know for me, it's a bit of a struggle every time those waves come on. Um, sometimes I really don't know what to do with myself. I just do various things to try and calm myself down or distract myself until um, that anxiety goes away temporarily. But what are some ways that uh, you guys kind of cope with that? Um, recently I started playing Animal Crossing on the Switch. Oh, yeah. And that's actually like a really relaxing game. Mm-hmm. Cause, well, depending on what you do, because, you know, you could be, you know, perfectly fine one minute and then be like $50,000 in debt to Tom Nook in the next. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I found my coping to be in completely ignoring the situation at hand mm-hmm. for at least the time being to just focus on something else. Very nice. For example, last year, I did so much research on the film The Emperor's New Groove. Oh. I probably got malware from visiting the site so many times. Nice. But I can tell you that it was released on December 15th, 2000. Because that date has been baked into my brain because I've seen it so many times. That's very useful information. And of course, I know another way that you cope with your in- intermittent anxiety is uh, renting those VHS tapes. Oh, no, I don't rent them anymore. I just buy them. Oh, okay. Yes, purchasing the VHS tapes is a very important experience, in my opinion. I'm very sorry. Very sorry to hear that uh, you're a buyer now. Renting is a a dying industry. (laughs) Chris, have you ever bought or rented some VHS tapes in order to cope with your anxiety? I never really went for VHS tapes. Yeah, you're not a VHS guy? No, I I mean, I, I have a bunch of them from, like... A long time ago, I don't remember. Exactly I think Alvin it. is the only person I know that owns a VHS player. I think I might have one. It's just not plugged in. I don't have a VHS player. I have four. Oh, okay. <laughs> Watch four movies at once. Very, very, very interesting. How do you think the? Uh, how do you think schools respond to uh, students and their anxiety? Personally. I kind of deal with it on my own, so I don't really reach out to counselors or uh, the rest of the student body or anything like that. But how do you think, just generally, not Choctaw, Carl Albert, Midwest City, just how how do schools handle that? Uh, I haven't reached out to schools personally, but I have friends who I know both in real life and online who have had very poor experiences generally with reaching out to schools with their anxiety. And why why is that? Well, 
the experiences typically go down to one thing. The schools typically attribute the problem to other things than what is actually occurring. So they try to divert the situation? I feel like that, yeah. Like, oh, you have... Oh, it's because you're busy doing other things, and it's not... I have serious issues in my life right now, and the schools don't see that. <laughs> Very interesting. Again, these aren't my experiences. This is only what I've been told by friends. Yeah, of course. I don't really... I don't know what to say about that, because I, I haven't had those experiences. I know... Um, some people haven't had great ones, but I, I I don't know what the school's reception to that is. I have no opinion on the situation, Chris. Uh, kind of the same that, that he said, you know, it's, it's kind of, it depends on the people really. Cause I mean, like you said, I'm, I'm kind of the same way that I kind of try and deal with it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, it feels like some teachers could kind of like, you know, not really understand it fully, so they don't necessarily take it 100% seriously. Yeah, of course. And I, I do feel that... I don't know, because I, I'm i not one to really judge someone on that alone. You know, if they don't have those experiences in their personal life and they're not a trained psychologist or counselor, of course they're not going to be as understanding right. as one of those people. So that is something that we have to consider. Yeah, um, that is a big thing. I'm not really asking about the teacher perspective, but more of the, the actual counselor perspective. I don't know. I feel like they could do more to at least reach out to talk about those issues because I know that we and other schools, we have these weeks where we dedicate it to students' mental health, but a week isn't enough to get that done. I mean, that is a, a very, very long and drawn out process that we would all have to work together on. And right. It's going to take a lot more than posters in the halls to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. And of course, that, that responsibility does not completely fall upon any school district or any teacher or counselor. It's, I don't know. In some situations, it's a group thing. In some mm -hmm. situations, it's a lone wolf type scenario where you, it's all your problems. You're going to deal with them. You're going to face that head on, but it's, it's very hard. Mm -hmm. All right. We are now going to move over to Alvin interviewing Miss Bishop on her stance on students' anxiety. All right, this is Alvin Modesto here with Miss Bishop, and I'm here to ask some questions. So what do you do at Choctaw? I'm a guidance counselor. I'm a the freshman guidance counselor for students. So mainly I do scheduling. Um, at times I will talk to students about different things that they're dealing with. And I can be a mediator between students and the teachers, and I help parents navigate high school the freshman year. How long have you been at Choctaw? Oh my gosh. This is my 12th year at Choctaw High School. Since our topic this week is anxiety, how do you help students to cope with anxiety? <laughs> well, um, anxiety is it's a really 
broad term because everybody suffers from anxiety. Everyone has anxious moments. However, there are diagnoses for anxiety, and I am not a mental health professional, but um, for me, when students come in to talk to me about having anxious moments or dealing with anxiety, you have to pinpoint where that anxiety is coming from. If that anxiety is self-induced. Sometimes it is. Sometimes students and adults have have a bad habit of putting things off, waiting until the last minute to study, um, waiting until the last minute to prepare for things, which can cause anxiety. And I always stress to students, if you feel like you're dealing with anxiety, having a hard time breathing, having panic attacks, having a heavy weight on your chest, you have to reach out and talk to someone. So if they're uncomfortable talking to parents, I'll call the parents while they're there and we'll have a discussion. And parents are always more than Um, They are always very receptive and more than willing to do whatever's necessary to get help for their kids. So sometimes it's as easy as going to your medical doctor, talking to um, your primary care physician about what's going on, what kind of, um, you know, what's happening, what physical things are happening in your body that could be triggered because of anxiety. That's probably more than you wanted to know. Uh, How often do students come to you? It's, it's pretty often. And because we're in COVID, it is a really, it's uncharted territory. And COVID has brought on a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. Um, students are suffering from, you know, parents and cousins, aunts, aunts and uncles being in the hospital. There have been a lot of death that we're dealing with. We, you know, just had an election that has brought on a lot of anxiety. So this year is very different, but Normally, at least once a week, someone is coming in dealing with some issue that has something to do with anxieties. Well, my next question was going to be, how has COVID-19 affected the amount of students that come to you? But I believe we've answered that. Well, and I will say this. It's just I, when you talk about COVID, even adults are having a hard time because when someone would have gone out and gone shopping or gone out with their friends to get coffee or hang out, you can't do that anymore because of COVID. So I just want to stress to everyone, talk to someone, um, talk to your parents, talk to whoever's closest to you and just talking it through and getting it out sometimes can help a lot. All right. Thank you for your time. Thank you. All righty. Well, with that, I think we are going to conclude this episode of Sting, Sting, Stung. Alvin, our newest co-host, thank you very much for your time. Chris, thank you very much, and we will see you next week.
Alright, we are now going to move over to Alvin interviewing Miss Bishop on her stance on students' anxiety. <laughs> 